Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. This is Pastor Phil with Full of Life Ministries San Diego. And we are grateful to God for another opportunity to come to you, before you, to share what the Lord has placed on my heart. And uh, I want to thank everyone who who is emailing me and letting me know that uh you know, we that you appreciate what God is doing in your life through this through this broad uh, broadcast, and so um, I'm I'm very grateful to God. Um, he chose us to do this, but this is necessary. This is absolutely necessary for us in this crazy world that we're living in right now, in the year 2020. That uh, we need these kind of outlets so we can grow and to begin to. Um, to keep things as normal as possible. And so I believe that through these podcasts that things um, can still be good, even though we are going through this difficult time. So we um, continue to pray for those who are, are in the struggle. Um, so I'm hoping and praying that they know that we are there for them. And so uh, we're going to get right into our podcast. And tonight or today, wherever you are, this is a really, really good podcast. And it's something to deal with. You know, we've been really uh, focused on a lot of different uh, different topics, but this one really resonates in my life because that's kind of who I am. I'm a very happy guy. So today's <clears throat> or tonight's podcast is entitled Prescriptions for a Cheerful Heart. Prescriptions for a Cheerful Heart. I want you to imagine what a prescription is. Everybody, you know, over the age of 40 probably knows what a prescription is. It's the medications that are allocated to us to take for our physical health, but that we need some prescriptions for our spiritual health so we can continue to grow in Jesus name. Amen. So listen, God's word informs us of the benefits of a merry heart. Although there are times of sadness, sickness, and sorrow, God does not intend for us to live a life of gloom and doom. This does not imply that we minimize life's sorrows, but that a Christian through the strength of God has the ability to rise above life's discouragements. And perhaps you know of someone who battles sickness and discouraging factors seemingly every single day, yet has a cheerful disposition. Such people although have reason to be discouraged and pessimistic but they seem to have a cheerful outlook on life. But on the other hand, perhaps you have seen others who although have many things over which to be happy, never to see, they never seem to have a cheerful day. I mean, in fact, they seem to enjoy their sorrow. Can I get a witness? Can I get an amen? <laughs> you really don't wanna even ask how they're doing unless you have all day for the answer. Some people are a joy to be around because of their optimistic outlook on life, while others are avoided because of their continual pessimism. There was this one sickly man, he said, I always expect the worst and I have never been disappointed yet. That's not good. My response to this way of thinking is, you are not what you think you are, but you are what you think. I mean, it, it, it shouldn't be no surprise to us 
that the way a person thinks directly affects the organs of our bodies. Tell someone that they're about to speak in a public setting and their heart rate and adrenaline can increase. I mean, just the mere thinking of speaking publicly creates psychological effects within their body. Some people literally get sick due to the fear of public speaking because their thinking in their mind has affected their body's health. I mean, it is easy to see how anxiety, worry, and stress can affect the body's well-being. I mean, there, there are going to be uh, times of stress and sadness in our lives. A right way of thinking does not keep bad things from happening to us. However, right thinking does help us cope with the tragedies that come into our lives. So tonight we're going to look at some examples of individuals who dealt with life's issues. But before we get into that, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we're going to come back with the topic, the episode, Prescriptions for a Merry Heart. Hi guys, I'm Christopher. You may know me. You may have heard of me. I'm the editor of Full of Life Ministries San Diego Podcast. And I'm here to say that if you like what you're hearing and you would like to donate, you can. Head over to Instagram at Phil Gale Howard and scan the QR code on the second slide of the most recent post. You can use a QR scanning app or you could just point your camera at it if you have another device that has a camera function. And it'll take you to either PayPal or Venmo where you can donate. Uh, the money is going to be used to provide for the homeless and the less fortunate and those who have been negatively uh, affected by the ongoing pandemic, whether it be job loss or whatever the case may be. It would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for your time. Okay, we're back. We're back. We're back. And so we're going to get right into our, our episode, Prescriptions for a Merry Heart. See, life's issues should not stop you from having a merry heart. Now, there's a scripture here. Now, this is going to blow you away. This is John chapter 11, verses 30 through 36. Jesus says, it says in, in God's word, it says, Now, Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who were uh, with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary rise quickly and, and go out, and they followed her, supposing that she was going to the to the tomb to weep there. Now, when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, you catch this? He was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said, where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. So the Jews said, see how he loved him. Listen, isn't that powerful? You see, Jesus could be moved to tears. On occasions, he even got angry and was grieved. The Holy Spirit can be grieved. There will be times when we too are grieved due to various circumstances in life. Jesus deeply cared about Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Although he, had, he already knows this is going to happen to glorify God and that in a few minutes, Lazarus would return to them, 
He felt their pain. He was empathetic to their loss. When you genuinely care about someone, when they hurt, you hurt. Jesus weeping here shows his true care and love for us. God never takes our pain lightly, even if he knows he will restore everything that we've lost. Like a good father, he does not want to see us in pain, even if he knows that pain will lead to a greater good. On the other, I mean, one of the greatest gifts we can give someone who is hurting is our presence and sharing in their suffering. One should not feel guilty when these feelings arise as they are normal for us and God. See, there will also be moments of weeping and laughter. Now, Ecclesiastes, the third chapter, verses one through eight, talks about for everything there is a season, a time for every manner, matter under heaven. It's a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. I got some dancers out here. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow. I should say tear, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence. And there is also a time to speak. There's a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Now you see, these are real emotions of fear, anger, anxiety, and sorrow all have their proper place. However, these negative emotions should not dominate, I'm gonna say the word dominate our life, especially to the point of mental or physical illness. Again, God does not expect us to live a life of doom and gloom. Jesus came to give us an abundant life, not one that is full of despair and depression. You see, John John declares, the thief, which is the enemy, comes to steal and kill and to destroy. Jesus knew that we need laughter and need, need a full life. He says, I have come that you might have life and that you might have life more abundantly. Even in a world where there is tribulation, we can still be of good cheer. Jesus, Jesus instructed, these things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace in the world. Ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. You see the word cheer? Because I have overcome the world. And that's John 16, So it's important to take that kind of pill, to take that kind of prescription so you can have a merry heart. Now the benefits of a merry heart just as stress, anxiety, fear have adverse effects on the body, guess what? So does a merry heart have good effects on the body. Now, what are some of the benefits of a merry heart? It is like a medicine. 
Proverbs 17 and 22 says, A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. This script, scriptural truth shows that laughter holds as much healing power as medicine. Isn't any wonder that those who laugh easily live longer than those who do not? Now, when you laugh, powerful endorphins, which act much the same way as morphine, are released in our brains. Endorphins trigger a feeling of well-being throughout the entire body. Amen. Now, it produces a cheerful countenance. Proverbs 15 and 13 says, A glad heart makes a cheerful face, but a sorrow of heart, the spirit is crushed. Your face shows your heart. I want to say that one more time because somebody out here really needs to hear this. Your face, when think about how your face, sometimes when it crinkles up, when it makes that face, that ugly face, when you frown, it shows your, your, your heart. It shows your heart. If you are happy inside, it will show outside. Others know your heart by what you can see in your face. What's the lesson here? A wise man or woman will rule their spirit to keep it from breaking. Now there's another scripture in Proverbs 25 and 28 says, a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. Understand this people of God, happiness is a choice. I'm gonna say that one more time. Happiness is a choice. Contentment is a choice. Love is a choice. Hope is a choice. Thankfulness is a choice. Attitude is more important than any circumstance. Ruling your spirit shows greatness. Proverbs 16 and 32 says, Whoever is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he who rules his spirit than he who takes a city. See how powerful it is? What can you do to be great in the sight of God and men. Slow down. Do not ever say or do anything by impulse. Hear things before you speak. Choose to study every matter before giving your opinion. Wait before reacting when you hear or experience any negative event. And then check this out. This is real simple. Cut your words in half. Cut your words in half. Always be gracious in your speech, especially with your family. Let the words of this proverb motivate you. And by doing so, you maintain a cheerful and merry heart for a cheer and with a cheerful countenance. It really also helps one enjoy life. Anyone can rejoice when things are going reasonably well. But when you are facing adversity or hardship and you still rejoice, then you are obeying God. Hallelujah. That is like saying even when the car has been repossessed, there are unpaid bills piled up on the kitchen counter and everyone in the family is going through. I'm still going to rejoice in the Lord. Hallelujah. And that's why it's important to take the prescription that God provides for us through his word. Amen. Also, 
it makes one more enjoyable. It makes a person more enjoyable. Many look for happiness in material wealth and, and in things. Now, Jesus had, had warned that a man's life does not consist in the abundance of things that he possesses. And that's Luke 12 and 15. You see, ultimately, things do not satisfy. Things that appeal to us today because of the newness soon will fade away and lose their appeal. And this is why you have to allow God to strengthen you and guard you. See, when you're being protected by God, he will create a, create a cheerful heart and a praise in your heart. And that's why we have to take these prescriptions daily. Also, when you have a cheerful heart, it demonstrates trust in God. You see, you have to understand something. There was a scripture in Acts chapter 16, verses 24 and 25. This is when Paul and Silas were cast into the inner prison with their feet made fast with, with chains. And, at, and after having been beaten, they sang praises unto God. Hallelujah. Later, the very jailer who was given charge of them was converted to Christ. Just think about it. What if Paul and Silas had murmured and complained about how bad things were and why God was allowing this to happen to them? Would the Philippian jailer have had a different response? We do not know for sure, but it's very likely that Paul and Silas' merry hearts helped to demonstrate their confidence in God, which greatly influenced the jailer to give his heart to Jesus. Ooh, we covered a lot of ground, people of God. We, we covered a lot of different aspects of having a cheerful and a merry heart. Now, tonight, I want to really expose something. Because what's happening in our world in 2020 can really affect your heart. It, it really can. And, and I'm speaking from my heart right now that to having a cheerful heart really makes things so much better. Because what it really comes down to is ultimately we have to put our trust in God and not to lean to our own understanding. Because when we lean to our own understanding, Proverbs 3 and 5, here comes the stress and the disorder and the disease or dis-ease that comes into our spirit. And then we walk around very negative. And not looking at the situation as a positive thing that God could come in and bring healing and reconciliation to this issue. What we do is we begin to doubt God. We begin to become fearful of the outcome rather than still understanding that the joy of the Lord is our strength. It's our strength. It should be something just like when the police officer goes out to battle. He feels confident because he has his guard with with the guns and, and, and with the protection and having that badge that says, says that they are of authority. We have to walk in that same authority in Christ Jesus. So when we have a merry heart, we are actually defeating the enemy right before our very eyes. We can see the enemy coming with those types of issues that come into our lives. 
Because there will be a time of, of pain, a time of sorrow, time of loss, a time of, a time of gain. It's like what God is saying, because in Ecclesiastes that we just read, what he's saying is that we have to be consistent. It's kind of like when you take regular medicines and the doctor, when they prescribe those medications to you, they already know that your diet probably won't change. But the medication offsets whatever you might be doing. Because they could tell you, eat right, do this right, do this right, do this right. And that way you can maintain your physical health. But they know humanity. They know that typically we don't really follow instructions the way we're supposed to follow instructions. And then we lay depressed so the medication keeps things consistent. So no matter if you eat 10 pancakes, I'm just joking. Whatever you eat, it offsets it sometimes. We still, they still recommend eating right and exercising. They tell you all of these things, but it's up to the individual to apply what the doctor has said in order to really live a nice, full life. It's the same thing in God's word. It's the same thing in 2020. God's word has not changed. We change, but God's word is always consistent. And so when we take the prescriptions of joy and peace, when we take the word of God and we, 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 we take it daily, we don't take it when things get crazy. We take it even when it's good, even when things are prosperous, even when things are not helter-skelter, we still prescribe to the word of God and we take it daily. So no matter what comes our way, we're able to handle things in a very mature way. I know I'm speaking to somebody right now because I know that there's some issues in somebody's life that they're walking around with their head hung down, living beneath their means. Give it over to Jesus. And he'll give you exactly what you need. He'll give you everything that you need. He'll give you that joy. He'll give you that happiness. You can smile. You can laugh. You can enjoy life like never before. When you apply these principles that God has given in his word. And I believe that his word will never fail you if you keep taking his word and not just hearing the word, but being a doer of his word. People of God, I'm going to stop right there. But guess what? We can all have a merry heart. We know where to go. We don't have to look into the cabinet to get our medication on this. All we have to do is grab our word because now we have cell phones. We have all these different gadgets that we could get God's word right anywhere we want to get it and i want to encourage you when you start to read god's word and understand that he wrote these words for you so you can have a merry and cheerful heart but it's up to you to take the prescription let's do this in jesus name let us pray father god we thank you for this word this timely word of having a merry heart a cheerful heart God, you know what's in us 
you know exactly what we are right now. So search our hearts and our minds and get rid of those negative thoughts. Let Let us walk in positivity. Let us walk positively. Let us walk in your strength. You have given us this mechanism called laughter and joy. Help us to live life the way you created for us to live life. We give you praise in advance for what you're going to do. We ask all these blessings. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, that's it for today. We are thankful and grateful to God for another podcast. And again, uh, we ask for donations. We ask if you can sow into our ministry, Full of Life Ministry San Diego. You can give to us through our cash app, the dollar sign, Full of Life SD. If you want to contribute, you can also give to us through Venmo or PayPal. Uh, But the main thing is, we want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. So if you have any questions pertaining to the ministry, please don't hesitate to email me at Pastor Phil at lovingkindnesswc.org. That's Pastor Phil at lovingkindnesswc.org. Or you can also email me through Full of Life SD at gmail.com. That's Full of Life SD at gmail.com. Com. And please let, let us know how you're enjoying the podcast or if there's anything that you want us to pray for, for you, uh, any information that you want us to, to provide for you. We'll do our very best. Um, once again, please share what you have, what, what you are hearing. Share with others, share, share with your family members, your friends, your brothers, your sisters, whoever, and let them know that uh, we are on the podcast. We are on the waves the airwaves to make a difference in this world. And the only way we can do that is together. So again, this is Pastor Phil signing off. Full of Life Ministry San Diego. Thank you so much. Let's continue to do this in Jesus' name. God bless.